listening to All the Backlist, a weekly show about books that are not new. I'm your host, Danica Ellis. This is episode 357.5, and today I'm going to tell you about a couple of backlist sapphic graphic novels I love, or more specifically, one Yuri manga title and one sapphic graphic novel. I just like that rhyme. This is my first time hosting All the Backlist, and I'm really excited to be here. Prior to being an All the Books co-host, I was a pretty solidly backlist reader. And then as I began blogging and then booktubing and writing for Book Riot and podcasting and now even being on BookTok a lot, new books have taken over my reading life, and now I read almost exclusively front list. But I am hoping that with the new All the Books format, I can carve out a little more time for backlist in my reading life because I miss it. I really like reading about forgotten classics and really obscure lesbian fiction from the 80s and all of that good weird stuff. And I think on the bookish internet, it's really easy to forget about titles after they've been out for even a few months, never mind years. And there are plenty that never even got their time in the spotlight when they first came out. I actually have a quarterly series on Book Riot that I've been doing for years now called The Best Books You've Never Heard Of that are backlist titles that have almost no reviews on Goodreads and that people don't talk about, but that are amazing and deserve more attention. So this is definitely my jam, and I'm excited to talk about some backlist books. But before we get to those, let's hear from a sponsor. So the first book I have to talk about today is I Married My Best Friend to Shut My Parents Up by Naoko Kodama. This is a Yuri manga title. And if you're not familiar with the term, Yuri means that there are relationships between women, usually romantic, but sometimes more ambiguous and sometimes just friendship. But it usually means something at least semi-romantic. The most common kind of Yuri manga is about two high school girls having an intense relationship that may or may not count as romantic, and it usually doesn't last outside of school. This has changed, though, and there is more and more Yuri manga that is unambiguously queer, as well as ones with adult main characters. I've had a bit of a conflicted relationship with the Yuri manga that I have picked up. I read mostly sapphic books, so I'm always interested to try out sapphic titles in different genres and formats, and I found the manga books that I've picked up to be completely absorbing. If you haven't read any manga before, I highly recommend giving it a try. They're often compulsively readable, and I almost always finish a volume just itching to pick up the next one. My problem has been that most of the Yuri manga I tried was of this blushing schoolgirl variety. There wasn't a lot of options with adult main characters, at least when I was first starting to read Yuri manga in English, available translated in English. And thankfully, that has changed lately. And the ones that I was reading at that time tended not to acknowledge queerness. Identity labels weren't mentioned, and their relationship was often ambiguous or not seen as a legitimate romance as much as it was just like a childish infatuation to grow out of. 
So when I picked this up a few years ago, it was one of the first Yuri manga titles I had read with adult main characters, and definitely the first that had an out lesbian character. So this follows Morimoto and Hannah. Morimoto is constantly being set up by her parents who are judgmental and controlling and really want her to be married by now. And her friend Hannah proposes an unorthodox solution and says they should get married. Hannah needs a place to stay and the two women can get They can't actually get married, but they can get an equivalent partnership certificate. So basically being married where they live in Japan. And Hannah says this will make Morimoto's parents stop bugging her. And Hannah will have a place to stay. She'll do, you know, the cooking and the dishes. And what could go wrong? So yes, this is a fake marriage romance. And you don't see a lot of fake marriage romance between two women. So that's always fun. And of course, as with any fake dating or fake marriage book, they fall for each other. And Morimoto had spent most of her life going along with what's expected of her, which explains how she was so easily convinced into this plan by Hannah. And she is also fascinated by Hannah because Hannah has been out as a lesbian since high school, and she is really dedicated to her passion, which is art. And in her, Morimoto sees a different path for herself, one where she follows her own dreams, where she isn't just kind of passively going with the flow and just obeying whatever she is told, where she really carves out her life for herself. This is a really short manga. Not only is it just one volume, but there's actually an unrelated short story bound up with it. So it ended earlier than I expected. But it's an adorable romance. But it also has some depth in Morimoto's coming into her own, especially for such a a short story. I thought it was really well done how it felt like she was in this really complex place in her life. And while there are some questionably fanservice-y bits, I appreciated that this story actually acknowledges the characters' queer identities. And I know that it's hard to take seriously a book called I Married My Best Friend to Shut My Parents Up, but I promise it's worth it. So that is the first backlist title I wanted to recommend. The second sapphic graphic novel I want to talk about today is The 100 Nights of Hero by Isabel Greenberg. This was one of the best reading experiences I've ever had. It sounds like an exaggeration, but I actually had to physically put this book down because I could not contain myself and how much I was enjoying it. I mean, I was five pages in and I had to do like a quick lap in my room before I could get back to reading which has never happened before. I think it was just because it so exceeded my expectations that I couldn't handle it. And yeah, I've never had that before where I just was so excited about a book that I couldn't even read it. That hasn't happened before or since, really. And I don't want you to think I usually cackle and exclaim while I'm reading a book because I hardly ever do, but I definitely did at this one. And now that I have certainly built it up to a point that no book could ever fulfill, let me tell you what it's actually about. 
This is an Arabian Nights retelling following Hero and Cherry. So Cherry's husband has made a bet with another man, Manfred, that he can't seduce Cherry in a hundred nights. And Hero is Cherry's maid and secret girlfriend and the love of her life. And in order to save Cherry from this, she tells Manfred stories over the course of these nights. Once he seduces Cherry, she says the stories will end. So one of the things I loved about this book was the structure. Hero stories all lead into the next, creating this nesting doll effect. They also all have different layouts with panels and borders being approached differently throughout. I actually taught this to a class in my brief stint as a high school English teacher, or at least I taught one page of it because it was a great example of how panels can vary wildly in comics and how that affects the way we read the story, both literally and figuratively, how the colors and the borders and just the way people are arranged on the page can change the mood of the story. So that was very successful. The stories themselves, the embedded stories, resemble folk tales, most of them about women, and they were really engaging. It includes a story of a man who falls in love with the moon, and a retelling of the Twelve Dancing Princesses, and a lot more. And despite always wanting to return to Cherry and Hero's story, I was completely pulled into these individual folk tales, and they felt satisfying in themselves, simultaneously original and timeless. While the essential relationship of the book is between Hero and Cherry, it's the relationship between sisters that is the core of most of the embedded stories. There's also a dry feminist humor throughout that always got to me. Because of the folklore feels of the stories, the occasional inclusion of modern commentary and jokes often surprised a laugh out of me. This is a love story between two women that treats their relationship as something epic. I also love that this is a book about storytelling and how stories can change the world. It plays with the tropes and fairy tales, especially the misogyny that's often baked in, and takes these stories apart, putting them together differently, putting a different spin on them. This is technically a follow-up to Greenberg's earlier title, The Encyclopedia of Early Earth, but I didn't read it first, and I actually liked this one a lot more. I'd recommend looking up content warnings because one is a spoiler, but might be relevant to readers. This story can be dark because it shows the way misogyny is woven into both our stories and our world, but it's also about defiance and hope. And if you love to read about the power of storytelling and or epic, sapphic, and feminist tales, I can't recommend this highly enough. And that's The 100 Nights of Hero by Isabel Greenberg. So that's all that I have for you today. Thank you so much to our sponsor. Thank you to our audio editor, Jen Sink. And thank you for listening. For more recs or general bookishness, check out bookriot.com. And don't forget to check out our full stable of podcasts at bookriot.com slash listen, or just search Book Riot on your podcast player of choice. You can find a list of all the books I mentioned today in the show notes by visiting bookriot.com slash all the books. And if you're a fan of all the books and all the backlist and you want to show us some love, please leave us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. We sincerely appreciate appreciate your review. 
and your reviews help other book lovers find us. If you want to find me, you can do that at lesbury.com for my sapphic book blog or at Danica Ellis on Twitter. In the meantime, happy reading. <laughs>